I know we're live. All right, here we go. And welcome, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast. I'm Andy Johnson. I'm here with my co-host, Dan Peisner, CMI. Hey, Dan. Hey there, Andy. How's the weather today in Dallas? Uh, nice. And uh, we would, some of us here uh, would might call it a little chilly. Uh, our our uh, local staff from uh, the Northeast uh, calls calls it nice and toasty, so your mileage may vary. Very good. All right, Dan is also my co-author with me of the AICPA course on multi-state income taxes. And uh, Dan, uh, you and I were chatting earlier today about uh, this year, sounds like they want to actually record the course live, I think either in New York City or uh, North Carolina. So I'm trying to uh, arrange for you to be a part of that and do some recording. What do you think? Well, it's a little bit of a step up from the podcast, but it should be interesting. Yes, yes. Well, there's so much exciting things happening in the world of income taxes, uh, state income taxes, because of the Wayfair decision and and the uh, the changes in federal income tax. So it's a big year. And uh, I hope that uh, you're able to do that, and I think it'll be great. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But this is the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast, Dan. And this this morning, I was talking to some of our uh, operations people about um, just trying to. It's it's kind of a crazy end of year for us, which it usually isn't that crazy for us at the end of the year. But there's a lot of businesses who have become aware that they need to be collecting sales tax in a lot more states and want to get on board effective January 1st. Is that kind of what you're seeing too? Uh, yes, that, that we are uh, definitely seeing that. A lot of, uh, I, th- I think a lot of that wisdom stems from uh, clients that are becoming aware of their sales tax responsibilities and uh, especially under Wayfair and are at the same time becoming aware of some of their income tax responsibilities and they're thinking, well, if I do a Jan 1 start date, then that that's nice and neat for both sales tax purposes and for income tax purposes. And it, it just makes it, it, in their minds, it may make things a little bit cleaner. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, a lot of people just want to start the year off and just start collecting the tax. So Dan, I thought it would be good for our um, podcast today to talk to those people who maybe have set or are going to set a New Year's resolution for collecting sales tax in 2000, starting 2019. And um, I think if we could tell people in a, in a quick way, we only have about 15 minutes, so we can't go in total depth, but the five simple steps, if you want to have a New Year's resolution to collect sales tax starting January 1, uh, can you do it? Is it too late? Uh, and you can make your own determination out there for you or your clients uh, based on the steps that we're going to share with you. So step number one is you got to start with Nexus, right? Uh, I'm not saying you necessarily have to, to buy the book, although you could, right? The Amazon bestseller, Start With Nexus. Um, but that might slow you down, right? Because uh, although it's a quick read, you know, you're, you're trying to really get going. And you can 
get going and be collecting sales tax effective one one if you get started right away. So you got to start with Nexus. And what do we mean when we say start with Nexus? Well, what we mean is before you do anything, determine uh, which states in which you really need to do anything. Uh, and then while you're, if, if you really want to go get registered in every jurisdiction that has a sales tax, if then uh, who am I to stop you? But uh, you may not necessarily have to get registered. Uh, certainly you've, you've got to get registered in more places than before. And, it, and uh, you got to look at, you got to look at physical presence. You've got to look at economic presence as we've discussed in the past through Wayfair. That'd be a 15 minute conversation in and of itself, but you've you got to take all that into account and see where, where it is that you actually need to register. Because if you, while you can register in, in every state and, and eventually you may have to, uh, there is a cost of compliance. There, there is a cost to, to keeping up with everything. And once you start that collecting, even if you don't have Nexus, you, you open yourself up potentially to a sales tax audit. And uh, that's the stocking stuffer that nobody wants. That's the coal, right? Coal's pleasant in comparison to some state tax audits. Good point, Dan. So we, we've thrown around the word Nexus, and Nexus just means at what point could a state require you to register in their state and collect their sales tax or pay their income tax. So uh, I, I want to do this with a flavor of for those people that want to just do this themselves because I don't want to give the idea that absolutely you must use us to do this work. You may find that it's just much more economical to have us do it. But I want to share, uh, is this something that people could figure out on their own? I mean, there's a lot of resources. There's uh, resources. Avalara has a good nexus. Uh, determinator type product uh, tax jar has something out there that is good for that where you can just review where you have nexus and, and you've talked about physical presence so you know typically know where you have physical presence if you're an e-commerce business that's selling through Amazon uh, and you ship inventory to Amazon then you probably have nexus everywhere that your products are stored uh, or just by virtue of having customers in another state uh, these tools, these are free tools that will help you make that determination. So the, the thing I want to just throw out there, cautionary uh, advice is what if you've had, you, you go and you start thinking, all right, um, let's start collecting sales tax, but you've been doing business for the last year, three years. What, what's your advice to people in that scenario, Dan? Oh boy. The, uh, if, uh, if you've been doing business for the last year, two years, three years, or, or even five, seven years, then uh, you, you might want to tap the brakes a little bit before you register and first determine uh, what, your, what your exposure is going to be in, in each of the states in which you've, got, you've, you've determined nexus. Because uh, one of the all-important things that, almost, that pretty much every state will ask without fail on the registration paperwork that you will become intimately familiar with is when did you start doing business in our state? And they don't mean when did you make your first sale into the state? They mean when did you first get Nexus? They, they, uh, they really want to know. And if you put down, if you've been doing business for say five years and you put that date back in uh, 2014, then the state's going to say, thank you very much. Uh, we uh, thank you for registering and please give us some, 
please submit your back tax returns from that period onward. And uh, by the way, uh, expect some penalty and interest. Uh, and that is something there are ways to avoid and, and mitigate that. And so you want to uh, either you can you can look at some of our, our past podcasts on on exposure and mitigation techniques. Uh, you can look at some of of the, the valuable publications the states put out on this or you can give us a call and, and talk to us and we can work. We can look at possible strategies there. Yeah, so <clears throat> there is a lot that you can do on your own. If you've been selling material amounts of products, so I'm talking about fifty, hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, and above, then and you have exposure potentially for back periods before you register, I would just recommend you talk to us first. Uh, a lot of things you can do on your own. Uh, Dan, another consideration we're still in step one, which is start with Nexus, is um, not everything you sell is taxable, right? So you, you have to consider, you know, for example, we have Nexus everywhere, but what we sell isn't taxable, this consulting service. So what if you sell food products or clothing? Do you have to automatically register everywhere? Well, uh, that's, that's always a complicated question. Uh, unfortunately, uh, things like uh, clothing, uh, depending on, is exempt in a, it, it is taxable in a lot of states, but there are a few states that have exemptions for clothing subject to certain limitations. And you have to, depending upon your system, this may be as simple as, as putting in a product code, or you may have to do some research and manually code your system uh, for, for the taxability of clothing in each state. In the case of food, uh, some states, if it's, you have to. You may have to look at your products to see if they would be considered a, a food or a grocery product and subject to either a full exemption or a reduced rate, or if it would be just considered uh, any other good and, and taxed at, at uh, full fare. So that's just a consideration step number one. See where you have nexus. See if what you sell is taxable, and then you can make at least you know what your nexus footprint is. If you have exposure in the past, then. Tap the brakes, as Dan says. Step number two, Dan, you call that think about your system. What do you mean by that? Well, and I think I briefly touched on this on the, the last one, and that's uh, look at your, your, your shopping cart. Look at your, your web, your platforms. If you're, on, if you're an e-commerce seller and you're on three different platforms, take a look at what it's going to take to get taxability set up and, and turned on on each of those platforms. If you're selling on Amazon, it's uh, it can be pretty easy to set up. Uh, flip a few switches and you can turn on a new state. Some of the other, uh, if you're on uh, eBay, you've got another rate to put in. If you're on uh, Walmart.com, then there's a there's a process there too. If you have your own shopping cart, then it's going to vary widely depending upon whether it's something like a Shopify that's running it, or if you're you're using one of a, a number of services. But you want to Kind of take stock and and see what it is that you need to do to uh, to when you f so to speak flip the switch and and turn the, turn on that right. tax collection. And the reason for that is uh, before you get registered in some states, you know, you decide where you have nexus. If if it's relatively simple to turn on the tax, then it's just a matter of getting registered, which is our next step. But if there is something that you have to code into your website. 
Uh, we do have a podcast about Shopify, how to set up a Shopify cart for sales tax. Uh, Amazon, we, uh, we, we can show you how to do that as well. Um, but if there are some steps you need to take and you need developers or something along those lines, then this is the time to, to bring those people in, right? Which segues into step three, and, and now we're going to talk about just getting your sales tax license. That's quite a process, isn't it, Dan? Oh, most certainly. Uh, getting a, a sales tax license really, uh, the, you, you would think the states would make it as, as easy as possible, put as few steps between you handing them the money as is possible, but uh, it, it can really, it varies a lot by state. Uh, some states you can do the registration online and when you're done, you will have a permit number. Other states may still be do it online and, and it'll get back to you in two or three days. Uh, some states that happen to be located on the, that are happen to be very large located on the West coast and uh, soon to implement some economic nexus. Uh, well, they, uh, they require a picture of your, your driver's license, possibly your, your articles of incorporation, depending upon how accessible your officers and directors are and, and uh, can, could end up with some additional hiccups. So don't wait to the last minute to start that one. In the spirit of, um, can you do this on your own? The answer is yes, you can. Um, you may get into it and say, why in the world did I do this? Uh, Dan alluded to that earlier. It's quite a process, but TaxJar has a really handy, and I'll, I'll put this in our show notes, this link. I just want to show you, you know, you can just go to this link and click on a state and it will, um, tell you, I guess it's not click on the picture, it's going to click down here, but it has the steps, you know, gather your vital information, uh, use the link to get registered. So speaking of large states on the West Coast, uh, here's how you register for a sales tax permit in California. It's got the resources um, and what information you need. I mean, uh, this somebody took a lot of effort to put this together, and it's really helpful if you're determined to do this on your own. Um, but this is another one of those areas that I say, well, you could do it on your own. Um, but man, the, the best way to, uh, for us to sell our services when it comes to registration is just encourage people to do it on their own because it's so painful. Uh, it's just, we've figured out the process and we've, we've automated it as, as much as can be done but there is this manual intervention. And then there's lots of tricky questions in there. Um, and for, for sure, be very careful that you don't just register and you had business in the past. That's, that's, that could really get you in some trouble. Dan, did you want to add something on that one? Yeah, I was just going to say that uh, should you choose to do it on your own, uh, keep a bottle of ibuprofen handy. You'll need it for the headache that you're going to get. Yeah, it, it's... Um, I don't have to sell this one too much because people get into it and they realize, oh man, maybe if you're just going in one or two states, easy. You'll also find that some states you have to, you're trying to just register for sales tax, you want to kind of leave the income tax question alone. But some states, uh, Kentucky, Texas come to mind, I think there's five or six states that there's no way around it. You, When you register for sales tax, you're automatically registering for income tax. So in some states, we have some ways around it because it's only through the online system that makes you do it. 
So in those cases, we register by paper. So there's certain little tricks and tips that we've learned that are constantly changing, right? States change their processes. Um, Georgia, Ohio, seem like they're constantly changing their process. So, but anyway, we'll post that link and that will give you a way to, to do it on your own. If you were to want to hire somebody like us, uh, I would say get in on it as soon as possible um, because we're getting backed up on this. Uh, Dan was just saying we have a client that needs us to register in 180 locations. So um, these things come up. I think we have six very large implementations this month alone. So um, we can probably help you, but at least you have a resource to do it on your own. All right, Dan, I think that was step number three, right? Yep. Step number four is turn on the tax. So what do we mean by that? And I have some more questions for you, but what do you mean by turn on the tax? Well, once you've, you've done the first three steps, you've determined the, you've, you've, uh, you've got your shopping cart ready to go. You know, the steps you've, you've done everything ready. Then when, then if you're, if you're going effective, let's say January 1st, then when Jan one rolls around after you've uh, woken up from the, the new year's festivities, you're going to want to log into your, your uh, shopping cart engines and turn on, flip the switch, turn on the actual tax collection and, and get rolling on that. Because uh, once, if you've registered, if you've registered Jan one, the uh, or effective January 1st for that first date of doing business, the state, when you file your, your first sales tax return is going to expect tax on all of your sales from January 1st onward to the, the end of whatever that first tax period is. Yes. So Dan, um, sometimes when you get registered, you automatically have your permit in certain states. In other states, it's like a four to six week period. So here we are, uh, December, what are we? 18th. December 18th. And we're saying start collecting tax January 1. What if we don't have a, a, a valid permit in the state where we want to collect tax? Well, if, if you've applied, if it's in process, if you're just waiting for the, you know, the, the state's employees to come back from the festivities and the eggnog and to, and to process the application, then uh, while the states generally don't, they're, it's, they're not a fan of this approach in all cases, I would go ahead and turn on the tax collection because at that point, if you don't, it's coming out of your pocket. And that is, uh, I, I believe we, we refer to that as the, the greatest tragedy in sales tax, whereby you're paying tax out of your own pocket on something that your customers would have willingly paid. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like we can say conclusively, exclu uh, uh, I don't know, without any shadow of a doubt, I'm not sure what to, to, to say there, that, yeah, no problem. You can just collect tax without a valid permit in your, you know, in your hands. But in reality, as practically speaking, we've never seen a problem with that. In fact, it, the problems we have seen is just what Dan is saying. Um, I've talked to many clients and, and their advice to their own colleagues would be just turn it on, turn it on. You know, you've already applied for the permit, turn it on and start collecting it. So I've never seen a problem with that yet. <laughs> Uh, I've seen problems plenty on the other side. All right, so turn on that tax. You know, get all your information from your states 
start entering the permit numbers in your uh, systems. You know, if you're selling through Amazon, you might put in a dummy number. If you don't have the number yet, got to go back and re-enter the, the correct number, et cetera. Uh, step number five, Dan, is now we're at, uh, you know, we've successfully got the tax starting to be collected on January 1. Mm-hmm. When February 20th rolls around, that might be in some states it's a slightly different day, but what happens on February 20th? Time to file those tax returns. And, uh, and unlike the federal tax, you better get used to, you're going to, for some of these states, you're going to have to do it on a monthly basis thereafter. Right. Uh, So for most states, you're probably going to end up filing monthly. Uh, Initially, uh, especially when you estimate your sales on, on your registration process, they might set you up on a quarterly basis. Um, Obviously the, the, the list frequency, the better but states catch on very quickly. And if you exceed your estimated sales and you get over their thresholds, which are usually very low, they say, Hey, we need your money every month. So uh, you may get by with an annual filing or a quarterly filing for some period of time, but pretty quick. uh, If your volumes justify it, you're going to be filing monthly. So that is step five is file the taxes. And um, there's, plenty of resources. Once again, in the spirit of uh, doing it yourself, you can turn on the tax yourself if you feel comfortable doing that. Um, You can file the taxes by yourself. Uh, You can go online to the various states. You can use a service like TaxJar to do it. You can use a service like uh, Avalara Trust File. Uh, Very economical uh, to do these things yourself. If you find as you get into that, that uh, it's more than you wanted to take on, then that would be a good time to reach out to us and see what it would cost for us to do it for you. Uh, we're not the low-cost provider, uh, especially compared to some of the software companies, but we're not a do-it-yourself offering either. Oh, Dan, I wanted to share this really exciting announcement. I can find it in my papers here. Um, oh, here it is. Can you see that all right? Can you read that? Yes, I do see that. And that's a very official document uh, from the uh, United States Patent and Trademark Office called uh, saying, awarding us the registered service mark for state taxes handle. Cool, huh? Very so cool. That, uh, you know, that's really what we're all about. We handle it for people. And you can say, hey, I got people that handle that for me. State taxes handle. That's really what we do. But it doesn't mean a lot of this you can't do on your own. I don't want it to make it sound like you must use us. But if it's something you'd rather not mess with, then we're here for you and we can give you some quotes and uh, give you some ideas of what it would cost for us to, uh, to put you in a state taxes handled situation. So Dan, there you go. That's our, uh, that's our uh, show for today. It's all about if you have a New Year's resolution to start collecting and paying sales tax, it's not that complicated, and you can still do it by January 1 if you get going right away. Oh. Any concluding comments you'd like to make? Yes, uh, just, just one, Andy. Uh, I briefly mentioned it earlier. Uh, we found out recently that uh, California is finally pulling the trigger, and they will, re- they will implement their economic nexus uh, requirement. If, as of right now, it's looking like it's going to be 
April 1. Uh, no word yet on whether, on any marketplace facilitator. Uh, that would probably require a statute change, but this is purely a rule that California's put forth under their long arm statute. In, in light of Wayfair, it looks like they are going to be, uh, uh, I, I don't have the thresholds in front of me, um, but it, you can bet they're, uh, as I mentioned earlier, their registration process is, is probably a little more on the difficult side. And so those who are, are looking to uh, get on board and, and get right with California right from the start, uh, we recommend getting your registration done early. Uh, do not wait until March 29th. Very good. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for that uh, update on California. And that concludes this episode of the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast. We'll see you next week.